Hi, I'm JP. And I'm Adam. I've never seen Lost. I have. I'm told that it's good. I liked it. I'm told that it made sense. Sort of. But we're watching it out of order. So it definitely won't make sense. But it might still be good. Since we won't expect it to make sense, we'll still be able to appreciate each episode on its own merits as a one-hour story. Sometimes two or three. As opposed to just a fraction of an ongoing, sprawling, and increasingly complex tangle of relationships, personal stories, mysteries, mythologies, experiments, social dynamics, unnatural disasters, unanswered questions, and hot tropical hookups. Are you okay? I'm not sure. Because you lost me a little bit there at the end. Good, because I've been lost since the beginning. We're We're lost lost on Lost. Welcome everybody to Lost on Lost. Hey, I'm JP Russell and I'm joined as always by a man who has a resting heart rate of 220, Adam Busher. I've been trying to drive it down for years. Um, I think my watch is just broken. Um. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you get for owning a Rolex. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, my Rolex with that built-in heart rate monitor. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Well, maybe that's the problem. Um, Adam. My resting heart rate is 3 p.m. Thursday, 20 seconds. <laughs> 3 p.m. 3 p.m. Uh, hey, Adam. Yeah. Did you know that when uh, John uh, John Steinbeck had to rewrite a whole bunch of, of Mice and Men because one of the early drafts of the novel was actually eaten by his dog? Um, what? That's a... I, yeah, it's serious. Like I googled uh, John Steinbeck facts, and okay. that's one that came, it's actually the first one that came up, and I thought it was really interesting. Uh. I had I had to Google something because I I had done a whole bunch of other research for the intro, but um, my dog ate it. Uh. Today we're talking about every man for himself. The fourth episode of season three and the fifty third episode of Lost Overall. Our central character is a man who totally, absolutely, definitely knows what a pacemaker is. James <laughs> Sawyer Ford. Every man for himself takes place on the 70th and 71st days after the crash of Oceanic Flight 815. Adam! Yeah. Do you have a recap? I do. I would love to hear it. It's about bunnies! On the island, James (laughs) Sawyer Ford and Kate Austin are back in the cages. The question about whether or not to escape is on everyone's mind. Dr. Jack Shepard is spending time with Juliet Burke, and the question of will they, won't they is on at least my mind. Back on the beach, (laughs) Desmond Hume makes a play to claim the title of professor from Saeed Jarrah, who is criminally (laughs) absent. And in the before time, Sawyer is in jail. What? (laughs) JP, all I wrote in my notes is he's got a glove full of Vaseline, so it's every man for himself here on Lost on Lost. (laughs) Jesus. Oh yeah, uh, I don't know if you know that, but the glove uh, full of Vaseline is yeah. a thing from from of mice yeah. and men. Uh, JP, yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, <laughs> we have a yeah, guest. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Do, what? Uh, uh, they've been on the show before, and we're so excited to have them back. Welcome back to the show, Jack Kelly. Hi. I am very excited to be back. I had a great time last time, and I'm even more confused this time, so can't wait. Good. <laughs> can't wait. <laughs> at least at least the other character at least the other episode I was like, oh, I know what character this episode's about, because this is my favorite character of what I've seen of Lost. And then this one I was like, I'm not entirely sure I know which one is Sawyer. <laughs> <laughs> That's the I figured it out. I figured it out. I want to make that very clear. I did figure it out. <laughs> I don't... I, well, good. I... Well, 
I realized, <laughs> but here's the thing is that like, even like as they're starting the episode and I, and I write TV. So it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm watching for like other things too, really realizing that they don't really say each other's names a whole bunch. You are correct. That's, <laughs> it's, it's all or nothing. It's either every time a character talks to somebody or not at all. Yeah. Uh, Jack, refresh us, um, your familiarity with Lost. I've seen a season and a half. Um, I got like halfway. I watched season one, renting the DVDs from my college dorm. And then we got halfway through season two. But I think somebody either had checked out or lost like the like the fourth DVD of the set that you could check out from the light from the sure. dorm. Mm-hmm. And I we just my roommate and I just never continued. Gotcha. Well, I. I can tell you confidently that you can skip episodes and still watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't matter. Damn serialized television. You don't need it in order. The thing is, is that I, and I think we might have talked about this on my last episode, is that I very much feel Mm -hmm. that Lost would have really benefited from like the modern episode orders of like 13 episodes. Yeah. I think it would have benefited Absolutely. so greatly because yeah. they could have taken out all the fucking fluff episodes yeah. and they could have truncated the story down because like, I just remember our our favorite uh, John Locke <laughs> fucking off in the woods and finding some fucking, <laughs> some fucking hatch in the ground. And you're like, what are we doing out here? What is happening? But like now, like reflecting back, I'm like, you know what? I cared way more about that hatch than I did anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever the fuck uh, else was happening. <laughs> fan, fans of the show will uh, know that Adam and I have just sort of started to coin any of the spooky shit happening with either John Locke or the hatch. Uh, we, we just repeat it, Jack, in the way that you first said in the show as, ah, John Locke! Ah, the hatch! Uh, <laughs> Which might be the greatest quote from our podcast it's thus so far. Good. So it's so good. What have you been uh, watching since uh, since the last time you've been on, Jack? Oh there's been God. some new shows on. I know that you're, there's a couple of new things that have been uh, been on been on your mind. That's such a big question. <laughs> what have you been watching? Once again, TV is my life. My social handles are Jack Loves TV. So um, the two right. that have really consumed my brain are um, everyone's favorite gay pirate show, Our Flag Means Death, yeah. and then the other show that really consumed my brain, which really fits in well with this one is severance yes there it is mm. oh it's jp you've watched it yes no he has not no i haven't but we're going to though we're gonna jack we've we've talked about in between seasons of this show doing some some sort of non-lost content as sort of filler and a little bit of a buffer so uh severance is on the list so when we when we discuss that we'll have you on for sure please y'all want to talk about lost today we're uh talking about every man for himself uh which originally aired on october 25th 2006 it was written by edward kitsis and adam horowitz and directed by stephen williams adam kitsis is allegedly now going by eddie kitsis uh listen as a 35 year old man with a nickname now is not the time in your life to start going by eddie um adam horowitz has almost the exact same writing credits as kitsis and this joke is getting really hard to pull off uh and stephen williams directed shadow zone my teacher ate my homework which I assume was the first draft name of Mice and Men. Um, <laughs> see, we, we brought it all back to eating. Full Anyways, guys, uh, we start on a beach. Yep. Desmond's wavy locks. Oh, man. It's like one of the first times we've seen Desmond not sweaty and dirty. Yeah, just I gotta chilling. say, not a fan. I kind of <laughs> like the sweaty, dirty Desmond. 
He looks a little, it's, he's like a little too pretty for the beach now without the sweat and the dirt. Right. There's a lot of good looking cast members on this show. And De- yeah. Desmond just kind of gets lost in the sauce somewhere between like Saeed and Jin. So yeah. like, you know. I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with both of you. <laughs> you don't know, you know, oh. find Henry Ian Cusick uh, attractive? I mean, he's a, yes, but like he doesn't need to be sweaty to be attractive. Oh, okay. Oh, that okay. Cool. You're disagreeing on that part. Gotcha. Sure, 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 sure. Okay, <laughs> he's fine. Okay. Like that. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. it's great. It's great. But uh, yeah, he's just kind of looking off. Uh, he's sitting on the beach, probably thinking about Charlie dying again, um, <laughs> and uh, and he's l- kind of staring off at Claire. Yeah, just eyeballing Claire and the baby. Um, Being real fucking weird about a roof. Real weird. Yeah. Just wanders <laughs> over. Hey, I was just uh, looking at your roof. You really could use uh, some repairs. Why don't you leave for a while and I'll fix it? <laughs> yeah, listen, as a homeowner, I've had plenty of unsolicited people come up and be like, oh, your gutters need to be repaired. And I'm always like, fuck off. Go. There's a no soliciting sign on the porch. Go away. <laughs> Uh, Charlie wanders over to the tent and um, he's like, no, the roof's yeah. fine, bro. See you later. And Desmond, like, yeah, he doesn't push it, whatever he was yeah. trying to get it to happen. He's like, all right, check you later. Right. He's he's clearly trying to get Claire to leave her tent for whatever right. reason. Uh, Charlie's like, you know, if, the, if something's got to be fixed around here, I'll fix it. You know, I, I was building a church until Mr. Echo exploded, which... Oh, yeah. We saw Mr. He... Echo's death, and he definitely didn't explode. Yeah. So, apparently, in the beginning of season three, a bunch of wild shit happens to Echo, of which dying is not the wildest of it. Apparently, he also exploded. Right. From, uh, from there, we cut over to what we know here on the podcast as Hydra Island. Yes. Jack's just watching some cartoons... Relaxing. Oh, you know I'm gonna put Quantum Leap on that shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Juliet brings in a plate of food. You know, it's they they have this little conversation, sort of like uh, Jack. Uh, I don't know how long they've been in captivity at this point. It's been a few days, I guess. Yeah, this takes place like right after the whole like flooding chamber incident. Like, yeah, probably a, a couple of days after. Yeah, and so Jack's starting to get to the point. He's like he's he's starting to find his play a little bit. Like you know, we've been the, we've we as the middle section survivors have been on the other end of the stick. Um, now he Jack's like I'm gonna try to sow a little discord. Like oh maybe I should be speaking to Ben. It seems like he's the one in charge. Who are you? You're just the food yeah. waitress person. So it's a. It's not, I don't know. I didn't hate this scene. It's fine. I mean, Ben, Ben Burson, uh, yeah. very much like in the middle of their conversation is trying to get Juliet's attention. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, he says a uh, kind of cool thing. Um, ben Burson says the sub is back. We have a situation. So yeah. the others have a sub. Did we know that? Uh, I think it's been made mention of before. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. You didn't know that sub? No, <laughs> no. I literally wrote the sub is back in my notes. Yeah. I'm like, the fuck are we talking about here? <laughs> sub sandwiches um it's it's interesting because ben is so concerned with who knows what information and when mm-hmm. that he would even say that in front of in jack. front of jack right i mean great we have a sub what are you gonna do unless you have a sub you're not gonna be able to see it so like <laughs> you know so the thing that I that I couldn't get over with Ben from his initial entrance, because I don't, because I think the last episode I was on, I think he maybe showed up in like one scene, yeah. maybe, sure. but like he had the most like mid aughts hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> of anybody. I was like, wow, where are we finding gel on this island? Right? Yeah, because it's like like short, cropped, spiky, a little bit slicked on the sides. Just like, yeah, it's... um. And I, I gotta say, I'm so glad we're not going back to the, no, like, really... Well, that, and also, like, the, like, super baggy slacks and, like, baggy shirt. Yeah. Was, like, like, he's got some dad slacks big time. <laughs> it Like, it looks, com- it looks comfortable, but it doesn't look cool. Not it's not flattering all. in any way, shape, or form. Like I will say it's also so interesting to like be watching this show like almost twenty years later mm. is like because I uh I was looking at this i was 16 when this came out and like you know at one point sawyer says like oh i'm 35 and i'm like i'm i just turned 32 and you look way older than that and i'm like it's so wild that it's like the exact same thing it's like you 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 look like late 40s like Like the perception of age in television um yeah like yeah i did when he said 35 later on i was just like what? <laughs> okay. Right. He'll he'll always be older than me in my mind, no matter what age I'm seeing him portrayed as. Just like Timothy right. Chalamet will always be a boy to me, like a young a young lad. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, from Jack's um, tank, we cut to the cages. Uh, so no, we we, we oh. get a brief interlude of a bloody body being carried through the jungle yes yeah 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 that was a uh, that was pretty spooky and that's it just bloody body and yeah, being just being gurneyed on a, through on the a jungle. stretcher yeah yeah and then we cut to the cages um so kate yeah. and sawyer are getting rousted and fetched by danny um <laughs> time to go to work he calls he calls his ass chinatown finally a good nickname that was a good, yeah like I, finally I until i looked at until i looked at danny's face i was like oh nice okay dude yeah. Sawyer got one, but even a broken clock's right, right twice a day, I guess. Like, yeah. <laughs> I I was personally obsessed with this like feeder machine that they have, like they're fucking oh, yeah. like, the buttons, yeah. monkeys in a cage. Yeah. Like, oh, just push the button, and like the <laughs> Sawyer's a whole fucking plan with like, oh, he's gonna stand in there, and then I'm gonna hold it, I'm gonna electrocute him, and like, yeah. <laughs> and Kate just being like, aren't you also gonna be electrocuted? <laughs> yeah, but like I felt it, and it's gonna be a shock to him, and you're just watching, and you're like. This man's a fucking moron. Like, I just uh, like, but honestly, that's a big ass button for someone to push for food. It's like, are we- well, that's because we'll talk about it when we get to the, when we get to the scene. Um, but uh, the but there's a point to the button being big, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, so then we we figure out, we find out a little bit about the the earlier cut of the the gurney person because that person gets carried through in between the cages in front of Kate and Sawyer sort of distracting Danny from you know taking them off to the mm-hmm. word camp or whatever um but yeah she's yeah. Uh, she's somebody got shot whoever it is we I mean we know who it is it's Colleen um right so <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they drag him through the and so like I guess Kate and Sawyer get the day off, which is nice. Yeah, it's always you know found time is always good. It's like you know it's like oh we don't have to go to work today, so like maybe I can do some of my own things. I could run errands. Oh wait, I'm stuck in a cage. Um, or are well, they? Or not, are they actually stuck in a cage? <laughs> 
I have feelings about it. We'll get to it. Oh my God. We're going to spend 45 minutes on just that two minutes of television. Um, Sawyer believes rescue is imminent because he thinks that the reason that Colleen got got, the only people that he's like, what does he say? He's like, they're not in the habit of shooting each other. So it must have right. been he us. Says, it's our team. Yeah. Kate says, what happened? And Sawyer says, we happened. Mm-hmm. I actually really like that little exchange and that thought process because like, yeah, it's, it's a little bit more deductive reasoning than Sawyer mm-hmm. or used to seeing Sawyer doing. Mm-hmm. But it's like, oh, yeah, our, our team's fucking kicking some ass over there. Like, yeah. sun, sun's out there putting holes in chests. Uh, <laughs> Just air and, folk uh, out. Yeah, making them aerodynamic. Um, <laughs> oh, so so yeah, so then this is where Sawyer starts. Oh, we cut to we, we cut to the credits and then we come back. Yeah, oh, this, so this is where yeah. Sawyer's putting together the escape plan. <laughs> so the reason this button is so big, Jack, is that these cages are actually intended to house polar bears. Um, so they don't have, you know, so like the button has to be big enough so that the polar bear, I would assume, can hit it with their nose or their paw or something. Okay, so that's but, why the button's huge. Okay, but like, why polar bear? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, aren't we on a tropical island? It seems like a very small cage for polar bears then when you put that in perspective. You right, know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's just supposed to be more, because they point out that, you know, the per, it's like a little prop. They're trying to figure out if polar bears are smarter or if they can figure out how to press the three buttons in the right order to get the food and the fish biscuit in the water. The buttons are supposed to be far apart so that it takes more than one bear to do it. But then, yeah, if you have two bears in there, like that's cage is only really barely big enough for Sawyer. So now you have two polar bears in there? Mm-hmm. That's pretty buck wild. Sounds like poor planning on, on their part. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so like he's like, yeah, I'm going to piss the water on the floor. He's going to stand in the water. I'm going to grab him and hit the button. I'm going to electrocute myself, <laughs> then him, and I'm going to be fine, and he's going to be unconscious, <laughs> and then we're going to bail. And and Kate's face the entire time is like, this is stupid. This is so dumb. I literally wrote, <laughs> I literally wrote, sounds dumb, and then, spoiler alert, when he actually does it, I scratched out sounds and it, it just says dumb. Is. <laughs> it's just <laughs> dumb. Um, just like, oh no. So just, good. Uh, it's, it's like, listen, it, does it sound like that plan will work? Yes. The yeah. fact that that's where your mind went to is the first option is electrocuting yourself and someone else. Uh, let's, let's maybe still explore yeah. some other options. Yeah. We got time. Let's brainstorm a little. You know, no bad, no yeah. idea is a bad idea. But like, let's see. Let's mm-hmm. come up with a couple other ones. No idea is a bad idea, yeah. but that one's not great. But that was yeah. That <laughs> one will definitely be at the bottom of the list. <laughs> uh, another little interesting tidbit that gets dropped here: um, Kate and Sawyer don't know if Jack is alive. They've been separated yeah. for X number of days, so they don't they don't know if Jack's alive. If he's around, where he's at? Like, so that was right. that was kind of interesting. Yeah. Um, flashback prison yeah <laughs> i had a hard time writing notes during the uh, prison flashbacks because of sawyer's hair the, the top knot <laughs> yeah i was so distracted by it I, I i wrote down the top knot's kind of working and then my next note is like am i just saying that because it's new you know what i mean like sure uh, I, I don't know I don't it know. it definitely yeah whatever he was um, really he was in all the prison scenes he was really giving like Tennessee Williams, mm. like really mm-hmm. like Southern soap opera vibes, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that I couldn't yeah. get over. I was like, "This is, this is a lot, sir. Um, <laughs> this is a lot." Uh, I just wrote. I wonder what he's in prison for. Probably stealing catalytic converters. <laughs> 
um, he's boxing with a fellow inmate. You know, it, everything's real chummy. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's doing well in jail, which does not surprise me at all. No, yeah, he's he's meant for the correction system. <laughs> you know, he makes contact a little bit later on with another inmate named by the by the name of Costanza, who seems to be in jail for some sort of burglary or fraud or something like that stole what 10 million something like that was his name actually costanza or was he calling him costanza because he looks like george costanza yeah that's a that's a a great question and because of the point you made earlier about them never saying people's names that's fair i i know the i know that actor is ian gomez so like my brain was just like oh Oh, ian gomez Gomez, welcome to the show (laughs) um I uh, I wasn't sure, and I realized after I had finished my notes and I was looking back over before we started recording that I didn't have a name for him, and I didn't want to have to keep asking Adam what his name was, so I went on Lostpedia. Apparently, his name is Munson. Uh, I, and I think they do say that a little bit later on. Either the warden says it or somebody said Like, somebody does, because yeah. I do remember, now that you say that, somebody did say Munson. They did. But and Jack, then I to was your like, point. Yeah. I was like, but that man is Ian Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you calling him Munson? He is Ian Gomez. <laughs> Sawyer, Sawyer makes contact with uh, Munson. Uh, he, like from the jump, it's obvious he's going to set him up for something. He's setting him up for something. Like he, Sawyer yeah. heard ten million, and it was the static thing. He was just like, "That was the last thing you heard." Ten million. <laughs> <laughs> his his eyes turned to money signs like in a cartoon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, we come back to the cages. Um, ben uh, Ben comes out to talk to Sawyer. Ask him a couple questions. How much do you weigh? How yeah. tall are you? You know, what's your shoe size? What's your uh, star sign? Um, yeah. <laughs> blah 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 blah. That man is also not 180 pounds. No fucking way. No. <laughs> that no, man is not, not 180 pounds. Maybe pre island, no. but like two months of starvation. That dude's 160 at the starvation. Fuck you. They got bottles of Dharma Ranch everywhere. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. He's on a Dharma Ranch diet. Uh, how old are you? 32. Come on now. 35. Yeah. Do you gonna lie about your age? Why do you three years? Fuck. I was... How old are you? I'm 22. How old are you really? I'm 35. <laughs> like, when he said 32, that was also me going, fuck off. No, you're not. Like, just, that's an... <laughs> That was a lie. Like, Maury if, fucking comes out. Like, if this was on HBO, that would be Ben be like, How old are you? So it'd be like 32. And then Kate from the other cage, fuck off. <laughs> I want R rated loss so bad. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh. Um, I and this part. Uh, Holy oh man. shit! So this might be the first time we've ever seen Ben physically attack somebody, as opposed to mentally attack somebody. But he fucking works Sawyer over. Like Sawyer tries yeah. the plan. He's Ben yeah, steps tries, in the water, tries. grabs him, kicks the button with his bare foot, doesn't go off. Yeah, just kind of looks at him like, "What? We, what we, did you do?" And Ben's like, "I turned. I you turned think it this off. This is my first rodeo. I turned the fucking electricity <laughs> off. You, you absolute." Ass. Like, um, <laughs> my favorite thing like this was such a cool fight um well fight in quotes because it wasn't like sorry didn't do it, but like i like that ben took out the collapsible baton and hit him with it before extending it like that i thought that was like kind of cool like pow and then when sort of drops then he snaps it out and just goes to work well the uh, the other thing too is that like is that you know he goes out there and it's like not only not only does sawyer think that this half-ass plan is gonna work but also, like, we find out it's like they have cameras on them. Dude, right, they were right. watching you, you idiot. Exactly. Like, they know what you're doing. Exactly. Like, the fuck? like, come on, man. You you were in a prison. You know that they're watching you 
all the time. time. And if people are not actively standing there watching you, they likely have fucking cameras because you're in prison. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, (sighs) It's just, it's so interesting because we've seen Henry Gale. We've seen Ben. um, We've seen lots of iterations of this, this character. And normally he's a human punching bag. Yeah. Like he's getting the shit kicked out of him. And we're all like, you know, he's got to be kind of the mega mind, like, ultra intellect he drops sawyer quickly Yo. and proceeds to knock the fuck out of him and i was just like oh shit dude mm-hmm. ben ben ain't messing around no so, he's he's a good scene. It, it gives him another layer of danger because we all know how dangerous he can be due to his you know yeah his intellect and his manipulation skills and stuff like that it's like okay well yeah. if you're gonna tussle with him like the only reason you were able to really you know, work him over so much during season two is probably because, you know, he was playing a game. He's tied up. He, if, he, yeah. if he chose to defend himself, he'd probably do okay. See, yeah. but here's the oh, thing. Yeah. You all know that. Yeah, that's true. I mm-hmm. didn't know that. No. And so I'm like, really, this man with the spiky hair is like <laughs> beating the shit out of Sawyer? You're missing a lot of good Ben being pounded on, <laughs> Jack. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is the hair. The hair is misrepresentative of, of him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> Or is it entirely uh, representative of him? He's in disguise. He's like a chameleon. He's just missing the like the puka shell necklace <laughs> and the like the, the Abercrombie and Finch. We've talked about puka shell necklaces on this fucking show too many times to not have them. Like it's, we yep. need to wear them while recording and then have guest puka shell necklaces. Yep. The guest puka. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Guest puka. <laughs> And if you open uh, your, your swag box, you'll find your guest puka. Guest puka. <laughs> uh, uh, so, I mean, so, like, obviously, Sawyer gets knocked out. When he wakes up, um, he's inside. You hear Tom and Ben and Pickett chatting about whatever. They, so, Tom says something like, uh, it's been, what, two days since the sky turned purple and comms are down. Yeah. Um, what the fuck? That's another thing we're missing. Um, we don't know that, Jack. Like, I see your Great. face, and you're like, what? But Honestly, we, don't, don't... we don't have an answer there either. That's also my face. That's the first I'm hearing of the sky turning purple. <laughs> like, what? <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, that was that was a line in the joke? Yeah. Actually, somebody else did, because I made a purple haze joke that got cut out of an episode. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. Uh, I... I... I personally, as the one who has seen the show, I do, I do, I do know what they're talking about. Um, so it's not like it, this is some sort of nonsense. This is a thing. I mean, it's nonsense because it yeah, is. This show long, is but nonsense. It is, it, yeah. it is nonsense that does exist somewhere, and we will get to mm-hmm. it at some point. Okay. Uh, but yeah, Sawyer wakes up. He's been tied to a table. They're gonna give. They're gonna get to him with some surgery or something. They got a big needle for him. Uh, yeah. Okay. I have some comments about this big needle sure. thing. Please okay. go on. So, first of all, they're like, we have this giant ass needle. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. a comically large needle. Like, yes. might, as, might as well have said Acme on the side of it. Honest to God, it's, comically it's, large. It's the one that Steve Martin has in Little Shop of Horrors when the camera's <laughs> inside the giant mouth, you know? Yes. <laughs> and then, then these two fucking morons are arguing over, like, where to shove it in. And they're like... Oh no, you have to sh- go through the sternum. I'm like, so you're just gonna break this comically large needle? Like, what makes you think that you are going to jab that fucking needle through right. one of the strongest bones in the body? Like, the sternum is so strong that, like, to check to see if someone is alive, you rub right. on the sternum. Mm. You mm-hmm. really think that you are going to 
take a needle and jab it through the it's like no actually what you'd want to do is feel the ribs find a space between the ribs and that's where you jab it through but no we're talking about shoving a damn needle through the sternum right and to me that was the first hint of like something weird's going on because well, that's also- a bullshit plan <laughs> <laughs> where the band-aid ends up later isn't not near the, the sternum. It's not the sternum. <laughs> oh my god. Right, and, and Jack, you're you're precisely right. The the space in between the ribs, the intercostal spaces, you can just put your finger there, use it as a guide, and then push. Like it's very simple. Anyways, Wild. they stab him. <laughs> yeah, and while this is happening, while this is happening, we get a quick cut over to Jack over in the tank, the intercom crackles, and he oh, can yeah. hear what's happening to Sawyer in the other room. He doesn't necessarily know what's happening, but he can hear it. And you know, this is another one of those yeah. little mind game plays that they're making uh, the others right. against the uh, survivors. He's like, pipe down. I'm trying to watch cartoons over here. <laughs> or as a lot of people these days would call an escape room. Yeah. Um, we do this yeah. for fun now in the future because we, everything's fucked. We pay people. <laughs> to have us to psychologically torture us. Uh, speaking of psychological torture, we cut to the beach. Um, Dude, I cannot I... look at Paolo at all without feeling like this sort of intense, weird hatred. Well, I lost my mind because I thought I, I was taking a note when they initially the first shot on the beach. Uh, I thought he was hitting the golf balls into the water, not like the oh, fruit or whatever. Yeah. I lost my fucking mind. I'm like, what are you doing? Other people might want to play golf. Uh, turns JP, out it was just fruit. JP, you were not alone yes. in that thought. I missed that it was fruit as well. <laughs> good, and so I good. was like, I was like, are you going to be going in the water to get those things? Right. You I wouldn't want to do that. <laughs> you know the ocean steals things. The ocean has taken three pairs of sunglasses from me like it is unforgiving so i'm like really you're hitting the golf balls into the water jack you've you've lost so much and i appreciate your bravery in talking about the ruthlessness of the sea okay i i will say it also had my favorite exchange in the entire episode mm-hmm. which was yeah. was i guess paolo once again a character they don't say his name in nope. the episode um he, he says so to desmond you, you play golf and desmond just says i'm scottish i'm like that's the correct answer sir i'm scottish yep. Cheers, Scottish. you're like amazing yeah Really That's good. correct. Uh, that is absolutely correct. This is this is sort of this is a really interesting thing because like the whole thing about the scene is just charm versus the complete opposite of charm. Oh my god. <laughs> uh yeah, he 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 borrows a five iron. That's it. Yep. Such a dick thing to say. Take the five iron. I never use it. That way, if whatever you're using it for takes you out of the jungle and you die with it, I don't need to come looking for it. Fucking fuck all the way off, Paulo, you well, I mean, fucking douchebag. As long as you have a pitching wedge, you're fine, but whatever. Such a dick, though. Um, if, even if that's your thought, keep it to yourself. Like, fuck. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway. it's a, but it's a TV show. We need we need we, we need the script has to be fifty two pages long to fill the forty three minute runtime. So we gotta have s- and we need twenty two episodes. <laughs> we we don't know why we have Nikki and Paulo in this show. We just yeah. need to put them in scenes and hope that something fucking works out. Love having a big cast yeah. and being like, okay, we have to pay these people to be in these episodes. No, we have to give them some dialogue. It, we're we're already paying them. Let's try to get our money's worth out of it. There yeah. you go. There yeah. you go. Jesus. Um, God. Yeah. Lord. Okay. Uh, cut. Uh, cut back to Sawyer. Um, he's recovering from. Yeah, I'm assuming being javelin to the chest with a comically huge needle. <laughs> um, 
Uh, ben comes in, in with the number eight bunny uh, in the cage. Oh, man. Okay. Just starts hassling the bunny, man. I hated this scene. This was really, oh, yeah. really... I don't, I don't know if it was a, what the feeling was, anxiety or tension or whatever, but like he was shaking that, but I was like, stop, don't quit. Knock it off. I mean, there's a point in the episode where he, or in the scene where he says, like, we're not killers. I'm like, you just, You bitch. killed the bunny. Yeah. <laughs> you just shook, you the bunny. You just shook a bunny to you death. shook a bunny like, to death. I'm... Yeah, yes you are. Yeah. Like I, Okay, so the the whole reveal is that they put this pacemaker in Sawyer. Okay. Jesus Christ. Like that that's a major surgery. That's yeah. that's not a little incision or, no. or a needle situation. I don't know. Uh but they're like, okay, so you got this pacemaker, once your heart rate gets above whatever, it'll stop your heart. Okay, cool. As soon as he shook the cage enough and apparently got the rabbit's heart rate up, first of all, I just wanted Sawyer to go, Okay. But also like <laughs> Pacemaker be damned. I feel like a rabbit would just die if you did that to it anyways. Bad yeah, example. Right? That's you know? horrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. I I just uh, it's I uh, I have just so many thoughts about the pacemaker. <laughs> and like as somebody that has actually seen pacemakers or like seen things right. that have been like surgically inserted. Yeah. Um yeah. it's like you be able to tell that you had a pacemaker. Right. You, like, right? like, like you feel a foreign object within your body, right? Yeah, well, it's like, well, and the thing is, is that like the simplest one that like you'd be able to, I need to also preface by saying I am not a medical expert at all, but I have well, seen- Well, too bad, because you're now our pacemaker correspondent, Jack. Fantastic. Um, my, I'm so glad that my theater degree is coming in handy. Um, <laughs> but I- um, but like the thing is, is that like I know that there are pacemakers that they like really like insert. But then there's also yeah. like there's also ones that are more surface level. Okay. Yes. That like, yeah. Yeah. And and I've you seen can those. Kind of like see them protruding like under the skin a little bit. Like Sawyer, if if it was an actual pacemaker, you'd be able to feel it, buddy. Right. Also, that's a major surgery. Like you would have a, more than like a little bandaid, you know. Oh my god! It's. I think the, the big takeaway once we get to the end of this is sort of the difference. Well, maybe not the big takeaway, but a takeaway is that Sawyer is very, very smart when it comes to certain things, and in certain arenas, he is smarter than people give him credit for. Sure. Like, and then that's juxtaposed with the things that he knows fucking nothing about. Well, it's right. like he's got a, he's it's like he's got an eighteen in wisdom and a six in intelligence. <laughs> like. <you> <laughs> <laughs> like the, there's not much going on but like he knows the street just yeah. don't ask him don't ask him about pacemakers jack that's a wonderful <laughs> way to put that thank you i just like the whole the whole fucking and then yeah i, I we're gonna talk about it more mm. because it fucking comes up again but like we sure. inserted a pacemaker was like i was like oh <laughs> The that's a second bunch of bullshit. Or th- second or third most unbelievable fucking thing that's happened in this episode. Who's lying here? Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The, the long and short of it is, they're like, if you tell Kate, we'll we'll put one in her too. Yeah. So and this is this designed to keep right you down. calm. Don't tell Kate. Don't tell anybody. Don't try to escape. If you do, you'll die. She'll die. Everybody will die. Uh, yeah. So we cut to back out to the cages where Kate is waiting. Sawyer is returned. Um, and yeah, he, I mean, he plays, you know, he believes him. So he doesn't tell her what happened. He's just like, no, oh, they just asked me a couple questions or right. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, everything's fine. Everything's chill. And she's like, she's like clearly it's not like, I know you're lying to me. Like- right. Tom brings her out some clothes so she can change out of Alex's dress. <laughs> um, 
I was going to say when she changes out, do you think Alex is in the woods going, can I have my dress back? Can I get my dress back, please? <laughs> um, Alex is a 16, Jack, uh, based on your look, uh, Alex is a 16-year-old girl who lives on the island. Great. <laughs> and Kate, that dress belong- that Kate was wearing belonged to her at one point. Uh, Fantastic. And she runs around the woods asking about it. <laughs> Constantly. It's the only thing she's worried about. So to- Tom gives her some clothes. Says, hey, you know, he's you know doing good cop. If anything doesn't fit, just let me know. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll call you, Tom. What? Fuck, I'm in. I can't. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Let me just... What are you, my what are you, my fitting room attendant? Like, what's Tom! happening here? Can I get this in a three? Um, if it doesn't fit, what yeah. do I call you? Like... <laughs> so, she, she, you know, she starts cha- like, you know, turn around. Toyer turns around. Start. We get a shot of her from behind with her top off. So her heart rate starts to spike. Cause oh god, even despite the fact that he's just apparently been through quote unquote major surgery, he's still horny for that shit. So you know, his heart rate starts I'm... to spike. Sorry, but it only goes off if it gets within 15... 15 of 140, so it starts at 125, like... Just sitting there seeing the back of a topless woman got him up to 125 heart rate. Have you ever just been exhausted? (laughs) Like... (laughs) I, have you ever just felt like so? This, like as soon as as soon as she was like as soon as she was like she was like oh can you turn around I was like we're doing this it's just like such an exhausting trope like yeah. I was just like mm-hmm. and like I know part of me is like also like this was also twenty years ago mm-hmm. and this was like blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. but it's just like. It was just like uh, her, her straight man has <laughs> sexual feeling, gets his heart rate up, <laughs> and it was like, "Are you kidding right. me?" Like, it was. I just, I, I was like, "This is stupid." It's hokey. That's it's hokey it's, at this point. Like, yeah, like it's goofy, and like this is literally like the only joke in this whole episode, and it's not a good yeah. joke. No, but like, like he finally he gets so wound up that he pours the bucket of water over his head, like fucking Yosemite Sam, and it's like. Oh, Okay. <laughs> well, and it was like it was also just like such like uh like they also just did, you know, um like the shot they had to actually include the shot of like, you know, oh, back of Kate Topless and it's yeah. like we didn't need this. No. Mm. And if this was an HBO show, it would have been full on tits out. Yep. Like she would have been full on naked and like that's <laughs> she, what we would have done. She would have said turn around and then she would have continued to face him so the audience could see her tits exactly correct. right correct yeah. like i just like it's just yeah. like i said are you ever just exhausted yeah. <laughs> like just yeah. uh, uh. Yeah. cut to a flashback um back to prison um prison <laughs> Uh, a woman that Sawyer has previously conned comes to visit him. Oh, before she shows up, uh, we see uh, Ian Gomez speaking yeah, with his. Yeah, we see like, months and the, the prediction with his, that uh, yeah. that Sawyer had laid on him earlier about him getting played by the you know whoever right the, by the war. It, it seems yada, like yada, it's gonna yada, be. Yada. Yeah, it seems like it's probably come true. Uh, but so this yeah. woman comes up. Uh, you know, what are you doing here? Whatever. Um, she reveals to him that during the process of the con, so, uh, Sawyer must have gotten. Her her pregnant and Sawyer has a daughter named Clementine and she mm-hmm. lives with her mother in Albuquerque. Right. Immediately I'm thinking that this is uh, like a reverse con, you know what right. I mean? Like like yeah. she like Sawyer has money stashed away someplace and she's like, you know, we really could use that money or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Um 
But uh, Sawyer's immediately just like super, super defensive. Yep. And he's just like, no, I ain't got no daughter. Like, what nope. do you want me to do? She's a baby. You you want me to write her a letter? Like, I, that's not my kid. Fuck you. Get out of here. Right. He bails. I really love that you immediately jumped to like, oh, she's reverse conning him. Meanwhile, I'm just stuck on like, why is that baby photo so fucking big? <laughs> like, why did we print this baby photo on an eight and a half by 11? Like, right. why? Why isn't wallet sized? Why? Wallet sized photos exist and nobody like, has them. No, no. Listen, an eight by 10 can be a wallet size if you have a big enough wallet. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, my Lord. The Costanza. I just... Back to him. <laughs> the Costanza wallet. Oh, shit. Also, Clementine's a terrible name. Um, but yeah, it, it, it agreed, and it is exactly the name I would expect a woman that Sawyer had been with to name their daughter. Right when, when when they were like Clementine, I was like, yeah, the Southern Gothic soap opera. I was like, of course, the name's Clementine. It's it's so much of like like a nickname that right. It's perfect for Sawyer's kid because then he can't give her a nickname. Right. Like, her name is a nickname, you know? Yeah. She call it, starts calling her Clem. Clam. Clam. Look, Clam. Ugh. Ugh. That does not roll off the tongue at all. <laughs> uh, so he... Be- My only other question about this scene is, like, sorry, you are... Like, you get a lot... Like, in when you're in prison, from what I understand, you're not forced to see people. Like, you, there's a visitor. Like, so Sawyer didn't have to be there to meet this woman. He could... They, you know, they would, the guard or somebody would be like, hey, sorry, you got... Somebody wants to visit you. And he'd be like, I'm not doing that. Nobody even needs... You know, I don't know. Maybe right. it's just bored. Anyway. We cut back to the cages. Kate's again talking about escape. Sawyer says no, as th- as though he can stop her. But whatever. Uh, this must yeah. have been a pretty brief scene because I have six words That's written about it. it. Yeah. yeah. Sawyer, okay. Sawyer's trying to play cool. Like, yeah, we should chill out. Yeah, so that, just chill. You know, Lay back. Whatever. See what happens. Yeah. Chill out. Don't take your top off again. Yeah. I'm out of water. <laughs> Won't be able to cool off. Uh, we go to the tank where Jack is at. Uh, Jack's got some more noise through the intercom. And then Juliet busts in. She's covered in blood. She's wearing scrubs. Yeah. Um, she needs help with the surgery. Apparently, whatever they're doing with uh, who we know to be Colleen is not going well. Um, mm-hmm. Jack is a surgeon. So that, I, I, I liked this. This was some real cool like spooky yeah. shit for me was the way that they moved Jack from where they were at to the, the operating theater pad. So they like they start, we cut back to outside. And so they play this really loud noise over the intercom. Uh, it starts to freak out Kate and Sawyer. Um, and then you see them carry or moving Jack through this area with a bag over his head. And they can tell that it's Jack because of his horrible tattoos. <laughs> Shitty tattoos. <laughs> And I say this with uh, with all you know as much due respect as I can as a person who has one or two shitty tattoos himself. Uh, yeah, it's like oh shit, there's Jack. I can tell by the goofy five on his left bicep. Yeah. Jack, Jack, and they're shouting. And so the the noise from the intercoms is preventing Jack from hearing. They got a bag on his head, like it's all like real, right. like clandestine. Like, but okay, hold on. Good, good use of the speakers and, you know, sensory deprivation so that, okay, Jack doesn't know where, where they are or whatever. And, yep. you know, detainee ops, typically you, um, in at least a military situation, you do, like, obscure the vision of detainees when you're moving them around so they don't right. understand the layout of facilities and things like that. However... Uh, we paraded him through we also paraded through colleen on the stretcher so the like your your prisoners know that something's up i don't know maybe don't like have your prisoners in the main thoroughfare <laughs> of where you gotta get shit to and from like you got other facilities lock them up in a room or something i don't know 
Yeah, yeah but they have these handy dandy polar bear cages <clears throat> that are yeah. so fucking useful, and we're gonna get into that in a goddamn second. Man, uh, I my so because I have seen way less of this show than both of you. Mm. Um, my whole feeling was I was as I was watching these scenes happen, I was like, okay, if you've got like medical equipment and like hospital equipment shouldn't there be more civilization around here like shouldn't like if you've got a whole fucking ass hospital like why would this be so remote and yet there's like i don't know nobody lives around here like why would you build a hospital where there's nobody that fucking lives there like why why would you do this this is silly and adam keeps nodding because he's just like ah yes you this is this comes up in season five like and it but like i don't know just like watching like the one-off episode i'm like yeah why how do you have all of this equipment yeah yeah no exactly how do you have all this equipment and theoretically it's Oh, it's a uh, it's there's an answer somewhere else. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just yeah. right. it feels very yeah, silly at yeah. a certain level. As as, right. as yeah. the the party that's watching this out of order for the first time, Jack, I'm right there with you. Like there's yeah. so much of the others and the Dharma initiative that is is tantalizing to think about, but the further we get into this, the more I'm I'm resigned to not ever getting answers to that <laughs> line of questioning. And I think that season three has a bigger problem with this than some of the other episodes, just because of the amount of hypothetically episodes the audience has supposed to have seen at this point, you know, stuff like that. Sure. They're also like they're also in this this season three problem of not knowing when they're going to end and not, you know, they're, they're mm. they've got they've got writing problems they're dealing with, not just like trying to get good stuff on the page, but in the room. Um, I mean, that so, yeah. is a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> But yeah, so no, see, yeah, I mean, those are all one hundred percent adequate questions for yeah for like whether or not this episode is good or stands alone or whatever. So, mm-hmm. uh, so yeah, so Jack uh, gets to the operating theater, moves past some X rays. Uh, he starts eyeballing them. Julius, like those aren't uh, those aren't uh, the patients or whatever. Um, they get into the operating theater. Jack gets to work. Juliet reveals she's not a surgeon. Um, so Jack, you know, he's like he's he realizes he's got more cleanup to do than he probably realized. Um, but it's all for naught. Uh, Colleen flatlines. Jack goes to s- compressions, uh, and it doesn't play. And Colleen dies yeah. on the table. I the, really liked this scene. Yeah, I really liked it too. Yeah, super good. To me, it was like it really showed the the grim reality of having to do medical procedures in a situation like on the island, yeah. like where it's like they scrubbed up, like all they could do was just wash just their hands, wash their right? hands, like, yeah. And it's like it's like do you have the paddles? It's like they broke, they're broken. And it's like yeah, like that's the fucking reality of yeah. it. Instead of just like oh no, we've got another set here, like right. right. Well, and and to like piggyback off of that, like we see Jack just like magically kind of be good at a lot of things all the time. He's just yeah. suddenly good at all this stuff. Actually seeing him like be a surgeon, this is what his character was intended for. And I I finally believe like, yes, he's good at this. He's in his element. Like when he, he goes to call the time of death, it, it's like second nature. Like, yeah, I lose patience right. sometime. And he looks and there's no clock and he's like, mm, whatever, time of death, uh, whatever the fuck, you know. Yeah, um, I, yeah It was just, it was a well executed scene yeah and it's like and he was very much like go like you could definitely tell that it's like he's not used to operating in a 
theater like this. Yeah. Like he's yeah. very used to like traditional hospital. Yeah. He's got yeah. all the equipment. Yeah. He's got all the help. He's got like mm-hmm. it's like oh if the if the paddles broke oh they have a backup. There, there's like, more paddles. There's yeah. more paddles. We can go get them like right now. Like you know, but it's like I I actually really really like that it was like no this would this would be the reality of yeah. trying to do this yeah in a in a space where you you don't have all of those supplies and he's and he's still in that mindset of like well like i can do this obviously yeah. but it's like but buddy you you can't you you can't you're used to doing this in a fully functional hospital right. and not mm-hmm. on some random ass fucking island right like right and i think too is that like the audience also thinks like Oh, oh, he can do this because we're also so used to seeing like, oh, the doctor character is right. going to come in and save the right. day. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And yeah. because he knows this is his background and then he goes in and does it and it's and he fails. Yeah. And it's really yeah. kind of nice to see. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. fantastic. I love it. It's it's more it's yeah. more realistic than what you would have come to expect from, you know, from the show, from the character. Like he comes in and yeah, oh nailed it a couple stitches she'll be fine back on her feet in a couple days like no she you want me to done. put a pacemaker in yeah. her while i'm in here <laughs> fuck like but juliet says that uh, says a thing during that while they're trying to get he's like i need paddles and crash cart she says they're broken and then she said one of the things that she threw in there was she's like we're not used to dealing with this stuff which goes to the thing that sawyer mm-hmm. said earlier it was like i don't think they're used to shooting each other it's like mm-hmm. they're dealing with a gunshot wound something that hypothetically on this other's utopian island existence yeah they were not having gun battles with hostile other parties like they're just or maybe they don't their sh- maybe they don't shoot to wound they just shoot to kill oh yeah there's that too so, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um picket and tom yeah, and Danny's some pissed. other folks are are observing the uh, surgery and so picket loses it so he uh he heads outside to to work sawyer over a little mm-hmm. bit um and this is pretty brutal like he gets in there and yeah. it's just like just like starts pounding on him and uh so- sawyer can't fight back because he's trying to keep his heart rate down <laughs> right and so, like, Pickett brings him out of the cage over to Kate's cage and starts beating on him in front of her and just, like, screaming at her, do you love him, do you love him, do you love him? Which I thought was a little odd. Yeah. He's traumatized you know, and dealing with some shit, so, like, I'm, you know, I'm not going to hold Danny to too, too high of a standard here. Um, my eyes were definitely rolling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She she eventually says yes, and I wrote, like, that feels like a trauma response. Like Right. Yeah, she's, uh, yeah. She's just trying like, to get this uh, to stop. Yep, I said the same exact thing. I was like, "Yeah, she's saying that, so he'll stop." She doesn't mean that. Exactly. I was like, "She don't mean this yeah. shit." Yeah. Like, from there, we cut to the flashback. Costanza, Ian Gomez, uh, also called called at one point by Sawyer Murgatroyd, which just made me think of the uh, college uh, football names sketch from Key and Peele. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But he's he's like, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting con, man. You you called it. The wife and the warden are in on it together. They got they're gonna they're trying to take my money. You gotta help me, man. Sawyer's like, I can't, yeah. man. Like I'm a target, blah blah blah. But like then he finally's like, all right, I'll do it. And as he's yeah, if away, you, if he you don't it. help me, the warden wins. So like, yeah, you know, do don't yeah. do it for me. Do it to do it to burn stick one to the warden. Yeah, yeah. And so as he's walking away, we get a Sawyer grin to himself it's like okay mm-hmm. sorry so got him yep my other my other note for this scene was we just letting prisoners just like walk around prison now just hang out yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. oh uh also before we move on uh sorry was reading of mice and men in that scene yes that's which true. will come up in a hot minute from from the flashback we come back to the cages so recovering kate's like 
look, it's time to go. Like, you, you've been beat up. Jack's over there. Like, everything's weird. I'm pretty sure I can get out of these cages. Let me ch let, check this out. She just, like, scales the wall. Climbs out of the ceiling. Okay. Unbelievable. Yes. Unbelievable. Let's talk about this. It's like, <laughs> oh, my God. I got so fucking mad when she did this. Okay. For one, it's the whole, like, oh, we've got the handcuffs on. Oh, how you are we going to get out of here? You could have got out of those at any time? Exactly. It was that. Oh. Only when it was funny. It was that whole fucking thing. And also, I was like, this woman is flat as a fucking board. Of course she could escape out of these fucking bars. Like, she turns sideways and disappears. Like She's two-dimensional in like, more than one way. Uh, oh. uh, as, as someone who has never been like that ever, I get mad about that because I'm like, There's, oh, this is bullshit. This is some fucking bullshit. It's, it's also like... I'll never be able to get out of a cage like that because I got that ass. Unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. And it's not like... Listen, I understand this is a this is a network television show, but if if there were just straight bars up, right? No no crossbars, and yep. she had to crawl and then use like all of her upper body strength and like barely squeeze through, and it was like this whole like, I can barely get through this thing, but I got like a millimeter to spare. But no, shit, like, like it's a fucking, you know when you go to like the, the fall carnivals and you just climb up the bales of hay and it's like, oh, it's an obstacle course. You're just like <laughs> climbing up something that's three feet tall. That's what she does until she just goes, oh, look, I can just stand up and go through these fucking bars. Like, it makes I, no sense. I was just like, and we didn't think to do this from the beginning. Like, you let Sawyer try and hatch this stupid, dumbass electrocution idea when you yourself could have gotten out of the fucking cage and right. gone looking for help or, like, figure out a way to right. get him out? Right. Like, are you kidding me here? Like, in that moment, like, throughout the whole episode, this is really the twist of the episode. The whole thing, you think that Sawyer is the dumbass. Mm. But really, mm -hmm. Kate's the stupid, Kate, Kate's one. The stupid one. Like, yeah. are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Because she listened to his plan earlier about the puddle and the electrocution. She wasn't like, do you see how big the hole in the ceiling is? <laughs> Unbelievable. Like, this is this is like those sitcom situations of like, well, if they just would have had a conversation. I mean, like, if they just would have been like, okay, what do you see in yours? What do you, oh, I think I could actually escape through here. This, this and again, could... I think this is because it was this is pr prior to escape rooms becoming people's hobbies. Like they don't, they're not trained to look around <laughs> and see what they have. Like yeah, it's like okay, like just if you see something, say it. it's like okay, the bars here uh, at the lower section are pretty pretty thin, but I... up near the top they're a little bit wider. You know, Adam, I don't think it's escape rooms that have trained people to ask those questions. I think it is common fucking sense <laughs> it's, it's, it's for people to, to just look around their fucking environment and being like, okay, how can I get out of this? Okay. Like, I mean, sure. that's how I look at like when I'm stuck going to like baby showers. I'm like, okay, how can I get out of this? Like, like I'm looking for my out. What's my gap in the ceiling? Like, oh, I, man. like come on. That's it's fair. just, it's totally fair. just the dumbest thing i was like and then she goes back in i'm like what are you doing what are you run bitch like get out of there and, <sighs> and the best part about this is jack is that you didn't you haven't seen this but this happens in more than one episode no <laughs> yep are yep. you fucking kidding me 
<laughs> they're in the cages God. for like the first th- six episodes of season uh. three and yeah they use the the, oh, the wide bars at the top on more than one occasion. are you oh, fucking kidding me yeah. and what's what's alex's boyfriend's name he does it too Call. he just like climbs out yeah yep also i feel like i need to remind us again they have cameras on these cages. Mm-hmm. They watch this bitch climb out of the cage, and they're not like coming in there and just like like fucking putting something on the top. Like you know, it's like you find out yeah. that like oh my hamsters figured out a way to escape their cage. I'm gonna put a little piece of cardboard yep. or paper, and suddenly right. that's not gonna happen right. anymore. No, instead they're watching this bitch climb out of the fucking cage, <laughs> go check yep. on Sawyer, try to break the lock open with a fucking rock, and then she puts. Puts herself back in yep. like a fucking dumbass. Like, I mean, maybe they, they realize they don't have to put the thing on because uh, she wants to, block to stay. Because yeah. she wants to fucking stay. Once again, like an idiot. And I'm just, I don't think she's at this point. It's like, oh, the twist is she's the dumb one. Got it. Right. <laughs> Jack, Got it. Just, if, just so you know, I I have scribbled a note here on a on a post-it note that says "baby shower escape room theme." <laughs> And then equals dollar sign. So it's um, true. It's we're true. gonna have to talk after the podcast about our new business venture. Sounds it's, great. It's an escape Sounds room, great. but it's for it's just social situations. It's amazing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kate climbs back and Sawyer tries to get her bail. Like leave. Let go. You're out. Yeah. I have to. Like I'm staying here. I can't tell you why I'm staying here, but let go. Every man for himself. And then she goes. Like said, uh, this he is, said the oh. thing. He said the thing. And then she climbs in the cage and she says, "Live together, die alone," which is the thing which from another episode. Jack um, said, "Yeah, yeah Jack yeah. said it." So well, okay. Here's, but here's the other thing. She also says to him, like when he's like, "But you said you love me," and she's like, "I only said that so they'd stop hitting you." Like, yeah. it was a very cold thing to yeah. say to him. Yeah. yeah. But also, but, like, if that's true, once again, if you don't actually love this man, why don't you leave? Why don't you yeah. leave? <laughs> yeah. I am just flummoxed by her choices. Um, It's bonkers. Uh, Remember just a couple minutes ago when we said they were always watching? Uh, So we cut to Ben sitting in front of a bunch of security (laughs) monitors watching. Always watching. (laughs) It really puts everything, like, because you're watching and you're like, oh, this is so crazy. Like, oh, they did the thing. And then they see it. It's like, oh, 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 Mm. come on. puts everything well, into context and you're it. like oh this yeah. well and once we get to the end of it too we kind of realize we realize why they're not necessarily that worried about him getting home but we'll talk about right, that right 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 right, uh, right julia comes in to talk with ben and he's like should we take jack back and he's like i want him to sit with her for a little while and we see jack yeah. sitting in the still sitting in the uh, operating <sighs> theater with colleen's dead body again uh, another great Jack and Juliet scene. I really like yeah. this scene a lot. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is a good scene. Yeah. They're in there. Uh, Juliet goes to talk to him. Uh, Jack has uh, figured out the tumor thing about the, yeah. the x-rays. He's like, that's a give or take 40-year-old man with a really bad tumor in his spine. Um, and spinal gee whiz, surgeon. I'm a spinal surgeon. <laughs> yeah. You can tell that, that Juliet's pretty shook up. Like, Yeah. Yeah. It seems really genuine. Um and and Jack says something, you know, I, you know, don't even worry about it. She's dead before you even put her on the table. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like, "Are you just saying that to f- make me feel better?" And he's like, "I don't care about making you feel better." Which, if that's true, I mean that that's a good response to that. And 
if he does care about how she feels, like it is a really good double down. Yeah. You know, if, if he is just saying that, like it, I don't know. I, I don't know if he means it or not either way. She like, it's like a checkmate. Like she has to believe him at that point. Yep. He's playing a little bit of his own, his own mental game, which, which I liked. Yeah. Really good. Uh, we find out here that also that Juliet's a fertility doctor. That's when she oh, says yeah. she's not yeah, a yeah. surgeon. She's a mm-hmm. fertility doctor. So yeah, yeah she's I'm not used to seeing death. I mean, like you're a fertility doctor. You... You're a fertility doctor in America. We have one. Of, we have four for an advanced nation. We have one of the highest child mortality rates. Like it's actually kind of fucking bonkers. Um, <laughs> girl, you, girl, you've seen death. Um, yeah. But I did really like. I did really like Jack's question of like, so who am I here to save? And you're like, yeah. oh shit, this was a test run. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh man. Let's get down to brass tacks. How much for the ape? It was good. Oh. <laughs> so good. It was good. Uh, do you remember that part of Lost takes place on a beach? Um, we cut back to the beach. <laughs> I have so much to say about the scene, <laughs> and, and and very little of it has to do with the scene. Uh, Desmond uh, Desmond builds a lightning rod out of bamboo and a five iron and a bunch of wire, and he sets it up, uh, and he just like sits and watches it. Hurley's making a fruit salad. He's like, "Hey man, what's going on?" He's like, "Oh, you're just chilling. You know, you want some fruit salad? No, I'm good." Uh, he's like, "All right, well, I'll catch you later." And Hurley goes out to walk away. He's like, "Oh, you might want to wait a second. And yeah. It starts to rain, and then lightning hits the lightning rod. Yeah, sparing which, once one would assume Claire right. and Charlie and Aaron's lives. <laughs> yeah. Um okay, we get it. Des- Desmond's um you know, he can he he sees stuff. I'm yeah. just going to go on record saying this. Um I am going to be very upset at the end of this show if we don't have a fun, wacky Desmond episode where he's just going around stopping people from like minor inconveniences. You know what I mean? Like it's just from scene to scene. Like somebody drops something and he knows they're gonna drop it on the beach and lose it, and he like picks it up and gives it to him. We're like, oh, they're gonna miss the chair before they sit down, and he scoots it back in. If we don't get a fun Desmond like dead zone power episode, I'm gonna be fucking furious. I think you might be angry at this show. Shut up, Jack. Because <laughs> I, I do think that we are gonna have some uh, Desmond sort of dead zone episodes. I don't. I I don't know if I would describe them as wacky. <laughs> I want wacky though. Because <laughs> that's the thing. Desmond's power lends itself to wackiness, and then they don't use it for it. So, yeah. Yeah. anyways, Claire's still yeah. alive, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> This is part of that whole thing that, yeah, Desmond knows that Charlie's going to die, and so he's trying to save his life, and so whatever. Okay, whatever. Turns out he wasn't trying to save Claire and Aaron at the beginning of the episode. He's trying to prevent Charlie from getting struck by lightning. I don't know. I don't know if the the chronological audience knows that yet or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Wait, would would that mean if Charlie wasn't going to be there at that time and Claire was going to get struck by lightning that he wasn't going to give a fuck? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Um, uh, we cut back to the cages. Ben comes to get Sawyer, and then we immediately cut back into flashback. Sawyer yeah. is going to talk to the warden. Um, yeah, Sawyer flipped on Costanza. He tells the warden and the Treasury Department, the most Jeez. badass of all the federal institutions, um, yeah. <laughs> where the cash is in a red Bronco in a storage unit off of 441, like waves crashing on the beach. Um <laughs> 
Yeah. She gets his sentence commuted, and uh, right. apparently there's a slice in it for him. He Yeah. He gives the reward to, he wants to put in a bank account for Clementine. He says, doesn't matter which bank, just put it in Albuquerque. There's a little girl named Clementine Phillips. Give the money to her and make sure she never finds out that it came from yeah, me. Yeah, she, she cannot find out that it was from me. Um, and yeah. the warden's like, yeah, cool. You're a free, yeah, man. Well, good. Thanks for stopping by, Sawyer. Appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, and then we come back to the island. Um, ben yeah. and Sawyer are off on a little hike with a couple of armed guards. Um, Listen, I'm so out of shape. I'm I'm surprised the thing didn't like mine would be going off walking downhill. Uh, he gets pretty far up that bluff before yeah, his before heart he hits rate monitor starts That's going off. That's not bad. That's not bad yeah. at all. Yeah, he's got some good cardio. So, uh, yeah, cardio. Like, dude, I, I don't speak Spanish. Um, <laughs> he's just like, dude, sorry. we can't go up this hill. I'm gonna die. Like, you're gonna blow up my heart. He's like, yeah, dude, we didn't put a fucking pacemaker in your heart. Like, how dumb are you? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Dumb. He's like the watch is a heart monitor, but there's no yeah. pacemaker. He's 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 quoting of mice and men because it looks very much like yeah we're gonna take you up here and just shoot you you know yeah, it, right, it's right, got right, very yeah. like we're just gonna execute you vibe because we're sick of dealing with you. Yeah, he gives him the little yeah he gives him the line and this is what don't you read it's from mice and men. Well, mm. and then you find out that like there are, I don't know if you find out in this episode or if it's uh, or I found out. That they're on a separate fucking island. This is the yeah. first reveal of the second island. Like they're uh, on a whole ass other island. Yep. What the shit? Yep. <laughs> um. I. Yeah. The. The second smaller island just off the coast of the island. We find out later the name of it is Hydra Island, or that's what at least what the Dharma Initiative called it. Um. Yeah. It's some sort of yeah. Some sort of really smallish island, just you know, relatively nearby. They can get to and from it with apparently some sort of submarine, <laughs> or maybe yeah. we do see eventually when Kate and Sawyer return to the big island, um, they use like an outrigger canoe uh, to get across. So it's once again, yeah. why would we build the hospital on the smaller island? Well, and and that's right. the thing is that yeah. they're not it, the Hydra Station, and we don't find this out until I think way later in season three. The Hydra Station is not a hospital; it's like an animal research station. Just happens to have some uh, you know, medical facilities and stuff okay. like that. And yeah, it's right. that. But that is a question. It's like because this is early season three, we don't find this out until way later. So yeah, at the beginning of season three, the audience is like, "Why is all this cool shit over here? Nowhere near any people or the barracks or anything. Like, mm -hmm. why is it out here?" Yeah. So I... that question is a hundred percent valid. Yeah. So yeah. So that's the big reveal. Um, they're on a separate island. Ben. Uh, and then Ben hits him back with a of mice and men quote. You know, if a man doesn't have it, somebody, he just gets crazy. He just gets sick. All that stuff. He's J like, Don't JP, you do you have do you have thoughts about this? Because um, I, I mean, have thoughts I, about this. I I read of mice and men in high school. Like as soon as Sawyer started quoting it, I was like, oh yeah, that sounds like a mice and men. The shit that that Ben was saying, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I I'm getting contextually that that's probably also from of mice and men, but not at all if, if i would have heard that line outside of the context of the show where we're already talking about american literature i would have no idea what fucking book that was from okay so my issues with it <laughs> mm -hmm. one uh, the initial uh reference to the very first reference to of mice and men i think we get in the episode is sawyer reading it in prison correct yep for for ben's quote at the end to really be poignant sawyer should have been reading the book in act one or act two mm. instead they have him reading it in like act four 
to me, <laughs> right. that's too late of a reference to have a callback. Sure. You right. got to you got to plant that fucking seed earlier in the episode if you're going to mm-hmm. have, you know, the 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 villain character relaying quotes back to you. You got to plant that seed earlier. That's really a writer's note. Um <laughs> for the episode. Don't, don't like, have him boxing, have him working in the library. Sure. Yeah. 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 Um or like you know, he's done boxing, he gets back, and he's got, like, a bloody nose, and he, like, bleeds on his copy of, of Mice and Men. Like, sure. you yeah, know, like, that could have been, that could have been really, and it's just like, oh, shit, it's, like, the only book I have in him, like, trying to, like, clean it off. Yeah. Because I think it could have been done a lot better. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you on the, I'm not super familiar with Of Mice and Men, um, so I would never have picked out that quote. I've been sure. like, ah, yes. Classic American literature. John Steinbeck. John Steinbeck, but like but it's a good book. I, yeah. I've seen it. I've seen. I've seen a production of Of Mice and Men. It's been mm-hmm. probably since this show fucking came out. So like, it's been a minute. <laughs> um, but like, I, I just, I like it's an it's a more obscure quote. Yeah. I feel, and two, I just really hate it. When somehow everyone fucking memorizes long right. passages of yeah. um of the great classics sure. to just say whenever yeah. it's like nobody just does that pepper that right. in the conversation does, or has like the perfect quote to right. say in the situation nobody. Does that no. get out of here with that nonsense? Exactly. And oh, it's the same book that Sawyer was reading in prison. Ugh, like I just, <sighs> it is such a pet peeve of mine in mm-hmm. media that right. they pull that shit yeah. and be like, "You are on a fucking island." I think the last thing that you need to be storing in your brain for knowledge <laughs> is mice of mice and men quotes. Right. Honestly. Right. Don't think it's going to help you very much surviving on a fucking island. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I, it, like, I actually, once he started talking, I was like, this is so stilted. And it's like, and it was, and it was like in the, like the slight, um, uh, uh, southern dialect yep. that Sawyer right. speaks in. And I'm like, okay, so are you trying to like mimic Mock Sawyer? Him. Like, are you trying yeah. to like make fun of him in this moment? Are you trying to do this? And then he's like, it's of mice and men. And I was like, I fucking hate this show. Like, <laughs> just like, I fucking hate this. Like, this is stupid and I hate this. Like, because it just, it sounded very foreign coming out of his mouth sure. because it, because it is in the dialect yeah. of the book. Yeah. And it was, I just, I just hated it so much. I like the whole last moment, like the whole second island reveal. I was like, that's incredible. And they pulled this of mice and men bullshit. I was like, and you ruined it. Well, sometimes we don't <laughs> mm-hmm. entirely stick the landing. Sometimes yeah. we get a foot out and then we got to drag yeah. it back. I was like, I just, I, I can't. And I literally wrote, uh, well, Sawyer's reaction, like his reaction, I think was great. I'm yeah. just like looking at him like, the fuck are, are you, you saying, sir? And I literally wrote, Sawyer's reaction is all of us. Um, and then <laughs> and then my very last thing I wrote, who the fuck remembers entire passages of a book to quote? Yeah, right. Like, yeah. get out of here, sir. I just, the most unbelievable thing of the whole episode <laughs> of memorizing such a long, and it was a long it passage a long, yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I mean, if here. if it had I, been like a Beastie Boys lyric, like I'd get it. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, right. yeah. But, uh, you know, like, I mean, I'm scheming on a thing that's a mirage. Okay, we have a second <laughs> island. No problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
intergalactic planetary. Nice Great. Yeah. Nailed it. But like... <laughs> what if you said that to her? <laughs> so the other reason you put a, you told me you put a pacemaker in me is just to try and get me to stop escaping. Try and get me to behave. Intergalactic planetary, Sawyer. Lost. <laughs> Honestly, totally within the realm of possibility on this show. Um, we're, on, we're on a second island. Uh, no sleep till this one. I just... <laughs> He may as well just throw a fucking smoke grenade and just like disappear into nowhere. Um, I just one one other just just quick little thing because I this scene ended the episode a little you know whatever. Um, Yeah, Sawyer punches Ben. Mm, Yeah, and we we've seen Henry Benry be a punching bag. Yeah. We we can we've seen before that Sawyer can throw a punch. We've we've established you know he he broke Pickett's nose and mm-hmm. he's you know boxing in prison and we we've seen that just in this episode. We've seen Sawyer fight a lot. Mm-hmm. Ben gets hit. He's bleeding from the mouth, but he just kind of takes it. And I I yeah. thought back to Ben's like abusive father and how we we yeah. don't see him. You know, granted he beat the crap out of Sawyer when he you know, I had a friction baton, but like Ben's probably in a lot of pain right now, Yeah. but he doesn't show it. And I, yeah. I think it just speaks a lot to Ben's mental strength. Yeah. And it's just, it, he's, he's so creepy. And so just, uh, sends, sends shivers up my spine where, I don't know. I just, I love yeah. him as a villain. Yeah, for sure. There is a point too, where you're in, you know, you're often in like so much chronic pain that yeah. what is a punch to the face right it's well, like yeah. oh yeah. my god new pain he's yeah like he, yeah <laughs> like he's probably still you know just based on the timeline of the show he's probably still recovering from some of the injuries that he sustained while under lock and key under the survivors you know watch so yeah he's probably he still has, dealing with that huge arrow tumor. hole yeah he's that, a spinal tumor yeah he's got you know um he's got a lot of shit going on yeah i was a hundred percent as soon as like i i was assuming when it was like who am i here to save i was like oh the guy with the with the the hair gel um <laughs> yeah. like hair gel guy i was like that's that's the guy that's with it. the tumors yeah. and it's just yeah, what's another? What's a punch to the face when you have fucking tumors in your spine? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's probably like, man, my back feels better right now. <laughs> <laughs> Want to punch um, these tumors out of my body? Um, yeah, boy. So, so that's that's it. That's it, baby. Yeah. We we get that last shot of the of Sawyer just kind of looking out over the thing, and bam, lost every man for himself. Yeah. Did we like it? Was it good, Jack? What are your thoughts on every man for himself? I I don't know. I I liked it in the sense that there was plenty to to be mad at and have emotions about <laughs> and like <laughs> get upset over, but as like a standalone episode, I did not enjoy it. Sure. Cuz there's just there were I, too I many there's fair. too much shit where I was like the fuck is going on? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't yeah. understand the consequences of any of this. The choices that these characters are making are bad choices. Yeah. I don't understand the context in it. Why is this guy making this fucking lightning rod and being so goddamn weird? Like, I mean, we don't even understand that. So, <sighs> yeah. I mean, it, but it's like I don't know who these people are. I don't understand what the stakes are going. Like, yeah. I just I, and 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 Sawyer's just like one of the last people I'd be genuinely interested in watching. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, sure. So yeah. 
I do huh? not. Totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, JP, what do you think? How did how did you like uh, Every Man for Himself? Um, I I did kind of like this one. I thought that some of the elements, obviously, like all right, we're not gonna. I'm I'm just gonna jettison get Kate getting out of that cage. Uh, just I'm just gonna jettison that from my decision making process here. Um, I like the Jack and Juliet stuff. Um, I I think that Sawyer wasn't nearly as annoying as he's been in other situations. I mean, Kate still pretty useless um but I'd, I'd put it just as a yeah like is is fine in terms of like season three stuff that we've seen i've been far more annoyed by episodes than this one so it it was fine all right adam that works yeah kind of the same yeah like we start out the episode with not getting a lot of context so treating it as a like trying to get a standalone enjoyment out of it is gonna be tough sledding right yeah Yeah. but i really did like the jack and juliet stuff um i i did kind of like the sort of wondering what's happening on this second island um yeah I, i wasn't I wasn't too, too frustrated with not knowing what was going on with the, yeah, like the separation from the other areas of the island uh, that we know the others are in control of, like the barracks and stuff like that. So, yeah, there was some good stuff in it. Uh, like like a lot of other season three episodes, there's some good stuff in it, surrounded by kind of some trash. So yeah, I'd give it, yeah, I'd give it a, like a B maybe. Yes. B, B, B minus. Yeah. Ish. Okay. Cool. Well, then uh, let's move into our end of episode segments here. We're going to start out with Lost MVPs. Who was the absolute winner of Every Man for Himself? Who's your favorite? Who did you want another 45 minutes of? Jack, who is your MVP? Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, come back to me. I got to think about this. Okay. Because my gut, my my initial reaction is truly no one. Sure. Um, but <laughs> That's fair. Uh, let me think about this. All right. Uh, JP, what do you think? Um, Man, this is, I, it It pains me to say this, but I'm going to say Warden Harris. Um, <laughs> Just because it's Bill Duke? Yeah, well, that that helps a lot. Um, listen, he's part of the prison industrial complex, and already mm-hmm. I don't like him, but he actually followed through with the deal. You know what yeah, I mean? He could have right. he could have let Sawyer divulge that information and then thrown him back in the cell to actually sure. see somebody who like does stick to their guns. I mean, granted, yes, ten million dollars are, are mm. and, and a huge kudos are kind of going his way uh, or sure. the or the way of the government. But he actually did follow through, and you know what? I I do respect that from a guy who I expected nothing from. Sure, that's fair. Borden Harris, that's not bad. Yeah, Adam. Uh, I would probably just give it to, yeah, I, I was sort of ran into the same thing. Like I couldn't think of one in the moment. Um, so I'm just kind of thinking now based on the conversation we had, I'd probably just go with Elizabeth Mitchell. Um, yeah. cause I think, uh, I think she, uh, she had a lot of good performance, uh, in her, uh, in her couple scenes. I would just she's enjoy great. watching her. Yeah. So she's phenomenal. She has so much range. Yep. So that's me. Elizabeth Mitchell. She plays Juliet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I'm not going to give it to Juliet because the stuff that Juliet in the episode didn't necessarily do too too much, but I liked right. watching Elizabeth Mitchell do it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Oh my goodness, Jack. Okay, I. Oh, it's so hard. It's so hard. Um, I want to like, I want to do like a jokey one and a real one, like Hurley's. Um, fruit salad looked fucking bomb. Yeah. It did look really good. <laughs> it looked really good, and like I loved like the container yeah. that he put it yeah, into. Yeah, it was like, like kind of a fun good bowl. Job, sir. 
Yeah. Good job, sir. Um, but like, I would say the real MVP was Jack. Okay. I think he was like yeah. the legit MVP of like literally like having to be taken out of his little prison cell, do surgery on somebody who just dies. And he's just like, yeah, this shit happens. And him telling Juliet being like, oh, do you want me to like, it's like, no, I'm not making you feel better. Like, yeah. why would I do yeah. that? There's no point in me doing that. I I did think that he, I think that that was a good, I really liked yeah. his, his I mean, he, he didn't do like anything annoying this episode. He, yeah, he, which is His nice. decision making process and the way he acted was very like reasonable. Yeah, no, they saved all of the dumb shit for Kate and Sawyer. Yeah, well. <laughs> so on the it. flip side of this MVP, we also have the Lost Forever. Uh, Jack, you're going to have too many choices now. So who is the worst? Who sucks shit? Uh, I mean, who is being Kate, jettisoned from Kate, one of Kate, these many islands? You don't, you don't have to finish. Kate is fucking Kate. <laughs> She climbed out of the cage and then went back in. I just, I just, I, 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 I have no, I, I don't have enough. It's, it's mind blowing that that is the solution that they came up with and wrote it into a script and everybody said, yep. That's the direction we're going. And just thinking that they ran out of ideas, and this is what, season three, episode four? Yeah. They have yeah. a whole rest of their fucking third season, yeah. plus three more seasons. Yeah. 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 Love For- it. Fortunately, as somebody who's seen the entire show, I I do think that the show starts to get much better after season three, so... Mm. We get through okay. the rest of these season three episodes, and maybe we'll start to get into some real, real good shit. Yeah. Uh, JP, what do you think? Who's lost forever on your end? Charlie, uh, listen, if fucking Claire wants to talk to Desmond about potential roof repairs, she can make that decision on yes. her own about her tent. Claire is not your property. And don't get like the whole, oh, we got to get that guy a new button to push. Charlie, you were addicted to heroin like three days ago. Don't get too True. fucking judgy, Truth. my man. Shut Truth. the fuck up. <laughs> How dare you come for my man, Charlie? <laughs> Adam, who is your lost forever? Uh, fucking Paolo, what a useless oh. fuck. Like, in every every facet like he's a useless character like Rodrigo Santoro is just like coasting because they're not the writers aren't giving him anything to do yeah, like he's yeah. just acting like a prick yeah, yeah. Hitting, just say hit fruit with the golf club like yeah okay you're not wasting golf balls but you're fucking up those clubs by not hitting golf balls with them right, uh, right. fuck you know yeah. just you fuck fuck all the way off Paolo. yeah that's it for me that one's a simple one as soon as I saw yeah. him I was like I hate you <laughs> right uh, all right, cool. Um, Jack, do you uh, you want to plug anything uh, now that we wrap it all up? Uh, you've already mentioned your socials at Jack T- at Jack Loves TV. Yes, uh, on Twitter. And, um, uh, and that is that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all right. I got nothing else going on. Right, that's just okay. Playing a lot of just playing a lot of Lego Star Wars right that's, now. Well, yeah, that's good too. And please watch our flag means death. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Just, yeah, 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 just please. I worked on it, and yep. I would very much like people Hell to yeah. watch it and for them to renew a season. Two. They sh- awesome. they should bring it back. It was the most 
popular streamed show in the country for seven weeks in a row. Yes, then and they only lost. To get, yeah, only to be taken down by Strange New Worlds. And then, and then they the following week they were back to being number one. Nice, so, right? <laughs> that's buck wild. Um, Absolutely yes, if, wild. If HBO doesn't re- renew it, it, that will be a very odd decision. So yes. yeah. Uh, so yeah, well, Jack, so cool. Uh, yeah, thank you for joining for being fantastic as always. Thank you for having me. Yes, much like James Bond. Jack will return. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, and let's see if you're looking to be lost with us next time. We're going to be watching season three, episode 15, Left Behind, starring everybody's favorite, Kate. Jack, you want to come back for that one? Season three, Kate episode. I mean, Good if you want me, God. if you want a 45 minute rant about how dumb she is, yeah, I'll come back. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll put that on our non-existent Patreon. This this episode happens in media reus of this episode, and it's just her thought process about the the ceiling of her cage. <laughs> okay, but you are saying that as a joke. I'm in if that's what the if episode what is. is. <laughs> shit, I'll come back for that. Um, oh, just just to be mad about it. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. Well, yeah, again, thank you, Jack, for taking the time. Uh, thank you all out there for uh, for listening and hanging out with us uh, here on Lost on Lost. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm JP. Do you have any idea what's going on on the show? Nope. Me neither. Lost on Lost is produced and edited by me and JP. We wish to acknowledge that we live, work, and produce our show on occupied land. Burbank, California is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Tongva, Chumash, Keech, and Fernandeño Tataviam peoples. Milwaukee, Wisconsin is located on the traditional tribal lands of the Peoria, Potawatomi, Miyama, and Ho-Chunk peoples. And Lost was produced in Hawaii on the lands of the Kanaka Maoli. Visit native-land.ca to learn more about the land you live and work on. You can engage with us on IG, Facebook, and Twitter at Lost on Lost One. You can also email us at wearelostonlost at gmail.com or support us with dollar monies at coffee.com slash wearelostonlost. Thanks to Lostpedia and its community of contributors, Danny Schmitz, Random.org, and as always, you the listeners for tuning in. We're hosted at Podbean. You can hear us there or wherever you get your podcasts, except MySpace. We're, we're not on MySpace. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>